Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get to the Word. We're not concerned about hearing from a preacher, but we want to hear from God. And Father, as we open up your Holy Word, Allow your Holy Spirit to teach us, to encourage us, to inspire us, to exalt us, Father. In Jesus' name, grant it so. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Give God a hand and clap of praise. Bethlehem. Right. Amen. That sounds pretty good, but you could do better. Bethlehem. Right. Amen. That is our theme for this year. We want to get it right in the household of the Lord. One of the ways that we want to get it right is we want to be about our father's business. And, and we always forever will cast this vision before you. The vision of a place that we believe that God wants the next generations to worship. Praying that God will enable us to lead the way in. Amen. I've always uh, said, get there before you get there. Ushers, uh, get on your wall. Get on your post. Amen. Preachers and teachers, get on your post. Choir, get on your post. Amen. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. And we always want to talk about this nice women's lounge. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. But you got to get there before you get there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen. Amen. We're going to learn a little bit more about faith today. We've already shared our theme we are continuing this month in the month of maintenance where we are challenging you to trust trust in the Lord. And that's Jackie Velasquez's song playing in the background, Trust, Trust in the Lord. We want to encourage you to let us not be become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we what? Do not give up. Do not give up. Never give up. Don't quit. Amen. You take care of the sowing and God will take care of the growing. Hello, somebody. You take care of the sowing and God will take care of the growing. So we want you to trust in the Lord. 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And maintain, maintain. This, or today, we're going to share a message I've entitled, Miracle Crumb Snatcher of Faith. Miracle Crumb Snatcher of Faith. We're going to be looking at Matthew 15, verses 22 through 28 in the King James. Will you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor Neighbor. or neighbor, neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. Three slides out loud at the same time on three. One, two, three. Send her away, for she cries after us. He answered and said, I am not sent to get to the lost sheep of the house of then she, she worshipped him. <clears throat> Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It's not fake fulfilled in bread. And cast it to the dogs. She said, Truth, Lord. Let the dogs eat of the crumbs fall from the master's table. So Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto you, even as I will. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the household of faith. And again, we're talking about miracle crumb snatcher of faith. Miracle crumb snatcher of faith. Today we're going to learn three fundamental truths. That if we come to terms with this, this can help us in our walk of faith. First of all, we're going to deal with... The silence of God. When God is silent. Second, we're going to deal with when God says no. Or when God snubs. The second thing we're going to deal with is when God says yes or when God shifts. When God shifts. When God is silent, when God snubs, and when God shifts. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should believe God can work even when he will not work. Christians should believe that God can work even when he will not work. In the text today, uh, it's a beautiful text and I get great encouragement from it. It it tells of a lady in modern day terms that that really is not not a church person or not known to be a, a known Christian. And this lady Heard like many who received miracles from Jesus. For in verse uh, 
22 or 21, it says that Jesus was in the vicinity. And, 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 and she heard that Jesus was near. And she went Jesus shopping. Uh, she went Jesus shopping. Went Jesus shopping. And when she uh, came home to Jesus, it, it seems like that she's oblivious to the reception that she received. Because, first of all, uh, in the text, uh, she, she, she's not getting a warm feeling. She, she, she doesn't uh, get the, the, the spirit of hospitality of, of people who want her around. Um, but yet, uh, it seems that she's not caring about uh, the spirit of hospitality. She's not caring about, oh, you're making her feel at home. Uh, all she wants to do is uh, get to Jesus. And really, she wants to do more than get to Jesus. She wants to get to Jesus' power. Hello, somebody. So, so even when it seems like Jesus is snubbing her. Hello, somebody. For, for the text says that Jesus oh, wouldn't say nothing to her. Hello, somebody. She came to church. And the preacher didn't say nothing to her. A lot of times, uh, uh, brother, uh, future preacher, folk will get mad at you if you don't speak to them. Now, they can be two miles away and see you and you don't see them. And they'll get mad at you. Oh, because the that preacher didn't speak to me. Or maybe the preacher didn't see you. <laughs> but undoubtedly in the text, Jesus saw this woman. Hello, somebody. But he didn't at first, he didn't say a word to her. Hello, somebody. And then the disciples had the audacity talking about that she won't leave us alone. She wasn't standing in the side. <laughs> All she wanted to do was to get to Jesus. And if you're going to worship in the modern day church, you better come to terms with that reality. When you come here on Sunday mornings, don't come for the preacher. Come to get to Jesus. Don't come for the deacon. Come to get to Jesus. Don't come for the other members. Don't come for your family. You just better come to get to Jesus. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, I got to get to Jesus. And that's, that's all she was concerned about. She, she wanted to get to Jesus. But when she got to Jesus, Jesus snubbed her. And then not only that, but when she got to Jesus, Jesus offended her. Well, not really. To us, oh, she was offended. He essentially called her a dog. Hello, somebody. Uh, because he said, should I, should I take meat or food from the master's table uh, uh, and, and, and give it to the dogs? It's not time for me to, oh, to work amongst the Gentiles yet. Oh, I, I'm here for the Jew. It's not time. Yeah. And, and she could have been offended. But she didn't. She didn't get offended at all. Have 
have you ever been some folk has been easily offended they come they come to the church uh, and they get easily offended uh, folk uh, are not talking to them. folk ain't looking at them. folk ain't oh folk uh, looking at them they, they easily offended uh, and they stop coming to church uh, because they're easily offended uh, but when you're easily offended that means that you've come to church for the wrong reason hello somebody hello somebody when you when you're easily offended and you stop coming that cat means you are coming for the right reason because if jesus is in the place if jesus is in the house oh you will you won't be standing you know that stuff about being uh, offended we heard this morning in the Sunday school where, where folk are offended by the word. Why are you offended by the word? That, that gets on my nerve. People are offended by the word. You say, why did they get on your nerve, preacher? Because I got to do everything I'm preaching. I got to live by this. What makes you think you don't have to? Or you shouldn't have to? Hello, somebody. God is not a respecter of persons. Hello, somebody. We all got to live by the book. We all got to live by the words. We all got to do what God says do or else. What we learn in Sunday school, God will discipline us. Hello, somebody. He will discipline, especially if he loves you. Hello, somebody. Don't you discipline your children because you love them? They try to put their hand in the socket. What you do? You spank that hand. He don't say, well, I'm just going to let little Johnny make his own little decisions. I believe in free will. Little Johnny, can he can put his hand in the socket. Little Johnny can put his hand in the fire. Little Johnny. No! If you love him, he'll discipline him. And God disciplines those whom he loves. Hello, somebody. This woman refused to be offended. She wasn't into all that. She wasn't into the disciples. She wasn't even into being turned away by God. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. Somebody get that on the way home. She wasn't into being turned away by God. Ooh, let me say that again. She wasn't into be even into being turned away by God. Now, this is deep. This woman blows my mind. She wasn't even studying what Jesus was saying. <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Today we're going to learn about the power of persistence. The power of persistence. And also really it's the power of persistent prayer. This woman's going to teach us a little something. But first of all, let, let, let's see. Uh, I, I have this little uh, video. Quit running from the problem, but run towards the solution. And this is what this woman did. She ran towards the solution. And guess what? Jesus was the solution. And she had that in her mind. Oh, when she heard that Jesus was in the vicinity, she, oh, loving her daughter, had that in her mind. Jesus, oh, was the answer. And Jesus is near. And because Jesus.
Jesus was the answer and Jesus was near, oh, she made up in her mind, regardless of what happened, Jesus is going to fix it. Somebody this morning better make up in their mind like this woman, that Jesus is going to fix it. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, Jesus is going to fix it. He's going to fix it. But you've got to believe that even when God is silent. Hello, somebody. Right now, somebody's facing a, a, a horrible te- trial right now. Maybe they're facing a, a sickness in their body. And it just doesn't seem like, oh, that they can get better. It just it doesn't seem like maybe it's a serious sickness like cancer or AIDS. And it just seems like, oh, that it won't get any better. It may be something, maybe not as serious as cancer, but it's what... The doctors told you that you need to do, oh, to get more healthy, like to lose weight. And it seemed like you just can't lose weight. If you're anything like me, that's a hard battle, oh, to lose weight. Oh, and you, oh, are being tempted to be discouraged because it seemed like God is silent. You wake up every day praying for that boy. You wake up every day praying for that dog that was raised in the church. Oh, that brother, that daughter, oh, that you want to build this building for for them to come to worship and they're not even in the church. Oh, and it seemed like that God is silent. Oh, you want a better job. You're barely making it on this job. You don't have any benefits. Oh, and folk won't tell you what you need to do. And it seemed like that God is silent in it. Oh, but you better take encouragement to know that God can fix it even when he's silent. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God can fix it even when he's silent. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And, and verse 23 says, and he answered her not a word. Hello, somebody. Jesus was in the vicinity, and she gets there. She run into them old disciples, and she and she finally get to Jesus, and Jesus won't even recognize her existence. One of the ways you want to make somebody mad at you, ignore them. Hello, somebody. They just ignore them. Oh, and some of y'all are doing that right now. It ain't right. You come to church and you ignoring folk. Hello, somebody. <laughs> that ain't right. I ain't talking about that. <laughs> that ain't right. But for some reason in the text, Jesus wouldn't say a word to her. Oh, and we have to sing. We we need a word from the Lord. Hello, somebody. I, I need a word from the Lord. But what if Jesus don't say nothing to you? <laughs> what if he's silent? In this text, we learn from her life, even when Jesus or God is silent, Still believe. Hello, somebody. Still trust. Hello, somebody. Still obeying. Because even when Jesus wouldn't say a word, she stayed there in his vicinity. 
Hello, somebody. She could have gave up hope and went and left. He said, Jesus ain't all that. He wouldn't even speak to me. He could have said, Jesus is a racist. He he won't even speak to somebody from another country. Jesus is sexist. He won't even speak to a woman. Hello, somebody. But what did she do when God was silent? She stayed there. Hello, somebody. You better learn to stay there when God is silent. Hello, somebody. You better learn to do what the soldiers do. When, oh, the soldiers, oh, they stay on their orders until they get some other orders. Hello, somebody. She knew that Jesus could heal her daughter beyond the shadow of a doubt in her mind, in her heart, and in her soul. And, and even when Jesus was silent, she stayed there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Check out this. And his disciples came in and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. And, hey, she wasn't crying after them. <laughs> she, she, wasn't, she wasn't crying after them. She, she was after Jesus. Hello, somebody. She knew that Jesus could fix it. Hello, somebody. I, I, I like this 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 song right here, and, and and when you get silence from God, you you can you can appreciate this more. Psalms one hundred one through two it says, "Hear my prayer, Lord. Let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I when I'm in distress." Turn your your ear to me when I call. Answer quickly. Hello, somebody. The psalmist knew what it was like to sometimes get silence from God. And he had to pray this prayer. Oh, let my cry for help come to you. Do not hide your face from me when I'm in distress. This woman was in distress and Jesus wouldn't say a word. Oh, turn your ear to me when I call. Answer me quickly. Jesus didn't say a word. <laughs> didn't say a word. Lord, I want you to answer me quickly. I'm in trouble. I'm struggling with this thing. Answer me quickly, Lord. Oh, but before oh, we went into our prayer time, I talked about praying. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, because sometimes it's in the weight that God has some lessons that he wants us to learn. Sometimes it's in the weight where he just wants to be our strength. Oh, the word said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh, and there's some folk, they're silent, but you better wait like this woman did. Wait on the Lord. And again, I say wait. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, you better wait on the Lord. Now, in order for her to wait, she had three things. Oh, that this next video going to tell us. Oh, in order for her to, her to wait, one of those things was humility. See, humble folk don't wait for nothing. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. They, they don't wait. They, they don't wait. They want to feel, be treated special. They want to be way to the front of the line. When they go to a crowded restaurant, they want folk to put out a table for them when they show up. If there's not a table, oh, but this one, oh, just waited on the Lord. She knew that Jesus could answer. She was humble enough to wait. Three qualities. The woman was willing to wait because she had deep faith in the Lord. Even after he was silenced, she waited. But she not only was, 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 was ignored by Jesus and she kept her deep faith. But she was literally snubbed by Jesus. Hello, somebody. When God snubs, the text says, when he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. I heard uh, as I was studying this text, uh, there were some unique subject titles that, that that preachers preaching this text uh, came up with. One one title was uh, "Who Let the Dogs Out." <laughs> Another title was uh, "Nothing But the Dog in Me." Hello, somebody. Uh, and that proverbial question has been asked for almost ten, fifteen years from now. Who let the dogs out? And right here in the text, we see who let the dogs out. Jesus let the dogs out. He didn't know that he was letting the dogs out when he said what he said. But because the woman had deep faith in the Lord, because she believes that Jesus could do it. Oh, Jesus had left her an entry point into the miracle. And this entry point into the miracle is where I get the, the subject title of uh, Oh Miracle Cross Snatcher of Faith because Jesus had left the back door open the front door wasn't open the side windows wasn't open the back literally really wasn't the back door it was the doggy door in the back door that was open that would give her an entry point into this miracle from Jesus Jesus oh to us it seemed like Oh, he was calling her a dog to us. It seemed like that that was a put down, but for her, that was a put in. Oh, she found her way to the Lord. She couldn't get through the front door. She couldn't get through the side door. She couldn't get through the windows. She couldn't get through the door, the, the back door, but she got through the doggy door. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. Can you see the doggy door? Hello, somebody. Some some of us want us to see a big, oh, fancy front door for our blessings. Some of us want to see some glass stained windows that's open.
open for our blessing. Some of us want to see a nice whole back door open for our miracles. But I'm like this woman. Oh, it don't have to be something fancy for me to get through. It don't have to be something fancy for me to go through. All you got to do is just give me a little inch for my miracle and I'll take a mile with it. Hello, somebody in Jesus' name. Jesus had snubbed her. Hello, somebody. But to her, Jesus had let her in the place. Hello, somebody. Jesus had let her in the house. Hello, somebody. I may sound like a snub. But he he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Hello, somebody. Most of us then would have been turned away. First, you ignore me. And then you tell me you're not going to do nothing for me because I'm not... Jewish. Hello, somebody. Oh, and many people think that Christianity, or some people think that Christianity is a Jewish religion. No, God had a plan to include everybody, the Gentiles. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why Jesus threw open all the tables in the temple was that they were in the Gentile court where the Gentiles were supposed to come and worship, but they were in there doing, oh, money, cash flow. Hello, somebody. And it was something that was done really for the temple. Oh, they needed all that stuff to sacrifice, uh, oh, unto the Lord. But God was always concerned about the Gentiles. Hello. He was always concerned about the world. But at this point in time, Jesus uh, was on a mission for for the Jewish folk. And, And he didn't plan to do nothing for the Gentiles. But he met somebody that had a deep faith. Somebody that had deep humility. Hello, somebody. To the point that she snatched that miracle. Hello, somebody. First Chronicles 28.3. But God said to me, you are not to build a house of my name because you are a warrior and have shedded blood. And we're talking about when God says no. I told her no. Uh uh. I ain't gonna work for you. David is familiar with this. This was David. You know David, and you've heard about it all the time. This is the text, verse uh, 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 Chronicles ch- uh, chapter 28, verse 3. He could not build God a house because his hands were dirty, had been bloody. That was one of David's greatest desires. He, he wanted to build house. Oh, oh, the Lord a house. And it's one of my greatest desires to, to build the Lord a house over there. And I'm praying that my hands are clean enough to do it. We pose the question, are your hands clean enough for this work? I'm praying. I'm praying. But even at the same time, I realize that sometimes God says no. 
Hello, somebody. One of the things that that, that really kind of gets on my nerve. You said, preacher, ain't nothing supposed to get on your nerve. You know, you're right. Ain't nothing supposed to get on my nerve. But just with your children. You give the children everything you think that they could have and, and they get used to that. And you say no one time. And they fall out in a hissy fit. <laughs> Ooh, that, 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 that makes me angry. That, that makes me mad. Hello, somebody. See, he, he said no to her. Did she throw a hissy fit? <laughs> and she said, Gee, I ain't having nothing to do you. I'm leaving this church, Bethlehem. You ain't answering my prayer. I'm leaving this place. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He, he said no, and guess what? She still stayed. <laughs> Hello, somebody. When God says no, stay. Stay faithful. Hello, somebody. He, he, he said no. Which means God, I think it was Von Hoppel said, like a divine bellhop. We want him to jump to our every need. You've heard me say many times before, we treat God like he's our Santa Claus. Hello, somebody. But even Santa Claus have a naughty and nice list. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Santa Claus won't even bring you a present if you're on the naughty list. Hello, somebody. We talked about discipline again in Sunday school. How do you figure you want God to answer your prayers when you're not living right? Hello, somebody. And even for some, when you're living right, he may still say no. Hello, somebody. Ask Job. He, he was living right. And he got a divine no. What did he do? Did he give up? Did he say, I'm not going to serve God no more? Matter of fact, that was an accusation that the devil made about Joseph, uh, Job. Was that because you're blessing him so much. Hello, somebody. Of course he's going to serve you. Hello, somebody. God said, no, he's going to serve me when I say no. Hello, somebody. Somebody better come to terms with that. Serving God when God says no. Hello, somebody. What if he don't make the situation better? Serve him. What, what if you, you have to go through bankruptcy? You're looking for that miracle check to flow from out of nowhere and don't have to go through bankruptcy. What if uh, the lights get cut off? What if uh, the car gets repoed? Uh, what if uh, the relationship goes through a divorce? Uh, what if? Hello, somebody. You better serve him anyhow. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you better serve him anyhow. When he says no, serve him. When he's silent, serve him. Again, you heard me allude to that she, uh, that Jesus had left the doggy door open. And she would get a miracle through her. Hey man, that was J.C. Rowell. He's a, a great uh, preacher, writer, 
in the 18th century. <clears throat> but that word speaks to us today. Amen. Right. Last thing. When God shifts. Yeah. Again, this blows my mind. Jesus wasn't planning on working. He wasn't planning on moving. He wasn't planning on doing anything. Now, now you can say that he that you could you could call it racism because she wasn't a, a Jewish person. You could call it sexism because she was a woman. It seemed like that that Jesus wasn't concerned. This was a mother. Oh, and many of you were upset last night and you were praying for that mother who lost her son, Trayvon Martin. Oh, in the death. Oh, and you were praying oh, for her because it seemed like justice oh, sat silent yesterday night. This woman, oh, she was concerned. She was a mother concerned about her child. And she wasn't, oh, paying no attention to Jesus. She, oh, in a sense that she wasn't letting him turn her away. Oh, she was like, and this illustration is going to sound a little uh, iffy. But listen, she was like that, 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 that movie, that, that, that TV show they call the Shark Tank, the Shark Tank, Shark Tank. Um, and I watch it every once in a while. And, and the Shark Tank is you got all of these multi-million some billionaires sitting on one side of the table who has been successful in business. And then you got, oh, folk who have ideas in business. Some are ideas, some are having just a, a little success. And they come in the Shark Tank and they try try to get a deal from one of the sharks or one of the multi millionaire or billionaires that's in the room and she was if you would in a a divine shark tank and she had the idea that that she wanted her daughter to be healed oh and when she got in that shark tank oh she saw God the father she saw God the Son and she saw God the Holy Spirit on one side and she did like many of them who go in the shark tank oh she thought that I'm going to come away with a deal I'm going to come away with a deal and in the shark tank sometimes in order to get a deal you've got to give away control of your company if you want somebody to invest in your company and she got into that divine shark tank where Jesus was in the vicinity. She got there and she thought that I'm going to leave here with a deal. And I'm going to leave here with a deal even if I have to give up control. Hello, somebody. I had to give up control of wanting to hear from Jesus. I had to give up control and wanting him to say yes when he would say no. And she gave up control and she had these immortal words oh that could bless her heart and bless her soul and change the very mind of God. Jesus wasn't going to do anything. Jesus wasn't going to fix it. Jesus wasn't going to work amongst the Gentiles. Oh he said shall I take bread 
Oh, from my table, for my children, and throw it to the dogs. But she said, and she came back. She said, I'm going to make a deal up in here. Even the dogs get to eat the crumbs from the master's table. You're going to give me a deal, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, it changed his heart. For Jesus, it changed his mind. For Jesus, it shipped the very program of God because of her faith. Is there somebody here oh, that can have enough faith to shift the program of God? Oh, God don't want to do nothing for you right now. God don't want to move. God don't want to work. He said no. But can you have enough faith to make him change his mind? Wow. <laughs> Jesus said this. He said, then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith, but uh, be it unto thee even to thou with, and your daughter was made whole from that very hour. She had great faith. Hello, somebody. And I want you to know that her great faith was a crumb faith. <laughs> Let me say that again. Because some of us get mixed up. Think we got we to gotta have uh, what we call great faith. Don't you know a little faith in God is enough to move your whole life? Hello, somebody. I think Amber mentioned that mustard seed of faith during our Wednesday night Bible study. Hello, somebody. Oh, and this woman has a crumb of faith. <laughs> Miracles, crumb, crumb snatcher of faith. She got in through the doggy back door. <laughs> and she got her miracle. She made a deal. <laughs> Are you ready to make a deal with God? The only way you can really make a deal with God is by faith. That's it. It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's your, that's your only calling card. When, when you get into that divine... Uh, for lack of a better term, shark tank in the sky. You, you got to come in not with a great business plan. All right. Hello, somebody, like they do. Not with a great presentation, like they do. You've got to come in with faith. Amen. Amen. Hello, somebody. We'll read this text and then we'll, we'll move on and go on home. G, uh, uh, Matthew. 17, he, uh, he replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth, that if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. And what? Wow. A crumb of faith. And nothing will be impossible for you. That's deep, that's deep. Miracle 
crumb snatcher of faith. Who let the dogs out? Jesus let the dogs out. And this woman got some crumbs that would fall to the dogs. Hello, somebody. Shall we pray? Father God, we come this morning, Lord, just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name. There's somebody here today, Father, that, that needs that crumb of faith to take back with them this next week, Father, for they're facing some impossible situations. But Father, you said today that if we just get a crumb of faith, if we just get a mustard seed of faith, we can speak to mountains. And we're praying, Lord, that we can get this as a church and speak to the mountains of this present time in our church and believe by faith, Lord, that you've got greater and more for the Bethlehem Baptist Church here in Paul's Valley, Father, that we might be on our mission to let and to make you known, be on our mission, oh, to lift you up. For you say when we lift you up, you'll draw all men, women, and children unto yourself, Father. Help us, Father, to muster up that mustard seed of faith that we might be encouraged first today, even before you change the circumstance, and that we may leave this place looking for you to work and to move in the same way that this woman looked and worked. In such a way, Father, that we will shift, literally shift, the program of God. Because we believe in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. All eyes still closed, heads about deacons. Will you come? Saints are praying. I'm so glad that Jesus was a crumb snatcher of faith. For Jesus on the night that he was betrayed was in that garden of Gethsemane and he, oh, in that garden would have to pray a prayer that many of us have to pray. Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when Jesus prayed that prayer, he got up out of his prayer closet and he was accused of crimes that he didn't commit. And they said, mock him and they scorned him. Oh, they put a crown of thorns on his head. Oh, beat him, put a cross on his back, led him through the streets of Jerusalem. Oh, took him to that hill called Galgata. Oh, when he captured that hill called Galgata, they nailed him to the cross and when they nailed him to the cross they hung him up between two thieves I'm so glad that Jesus would snatch something from the devil even as he was on that cross he had to give up his life cause the devil couldn't take it away he gave up his ghost oh and they took his body off the cross and when they took his body off the cross they put him in a borrowed tomb and I'm so glad that Jesus was a snatcher. He wouldn't snatch a crumb, but he would snatch a life. For the Bible says that on the third day, oh, I said the Bible says that on the third day, he snatched his life back. On the third day, he snatched victory over death in the grave. He snatched victory over the devil in his hands. On the third day, he got up with all power 
in his hands. I said he got up with all power in his hands. And it's with that power that I can depend upon. Power to make it through the day. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Power to believe right. Power to muster up a mustard seed of faith and speak to the mountains in my life and say mountains be moved in Jesus name if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of your sins we want you to give your life to Jesus Christ and allow Christ to snatch your soul from the devil if you can believe that Jesus was God's only son, died for your sins, was buried and raised again, then today you can be saved. Is there one today that wants to give their life to Jesus Christ? Is there one? As the music plays, I want you to slip out of your seat. So I've got to give my life. i got to give my life to Jesus Christ. Slip out of your seats right now in Jesus' name. There may be another here today. Maybe you've accepted Christ, but you've never been baptized. He wants you to come slip out of your seats and say, I want to do this first step of obedience. I want to be baptized as a public profession of my faith. And maybe somebody else here today, maybe you have a testimony or you may be here and say, Preacher, I heard what you said, but I need you to pray for me. Whatever your decision is right now, as the music plays, slip out of your seats and come forward right now in Jesus' name. Is there one today? Is there one? God bless you, brother. Is there another? Is there another today? Is there another? As the music plays, it's not about the church. It's not about the preacher. It's about you and God. Are you right before the Lord today? Do you need to repent and turn? What is your decision today? As the music plays, please come. When God is silent, when God snubs, when God shifts, is there somebody believing that God is about to shift today? Maybe you need prayer that God will shift some things, that God would change his mind because of my faith. Is there another today? Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. 
And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. 
not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.